Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle, episode 475. Contains guest host Dahlia D, difficult industry talk, bad descriptions, beige flags, and an interview with the wonderful Lindsay Ryder. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Dick Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 475 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation, and welcome to the man who finally hit record on his recorder. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this spectacular episode is the beautiful Cam Goddess from the Great White North. She is your poutine princess. She is your mistress of moisture. She's everything you could possibly want in a content creator and more. It is the spectacular Dahlia D. How are you doing, girl? Uh, I'm kind of hating the fact that every time you say mistress of moisture, our (laughs) listeners just immediately know it's going to be me. Yeah, well, I think they would know because I say the goddess from the Great White North. Yeah, but I mean, like, at this point, I have, like, some of our listeners, shout out to you guys, um, who have actually been stopping by my chatterbait room and being like, hey, what's up, mistress of moisture? (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like because of you, this is now, like, my thing, my moniker, and it's gross. It's hella gross. It, it, It might be, first off. I love every single one of those people. Right <laughs> Shout out to you guys. That's You're right. gross. You're <laughs> gross. <laughs> but is it gross? I mean, there could be so many other things worse that you could be called. It's true. I've actually been called worse, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care to elaborate? Oh, God. No, not okay. unless you want to be banned from every mm. podcast host that you have. Yeah, uh, that is true. Yeah, it's not good. This might actually be one of the nicer things that's ever been said about me. So, mistress of moisture. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before she decides to throw up on her microphone, let's talk about what this episode is going to be about. So, are we going to discuss some hot industry gossip? (laughs) Why or why not? (laughs) Well, there's your tip off, dear listeners. For the first half, we are going to talk about uh, an event that has happened here in the adult industry and what it involves and maybe kind of do it as delicately as possible, at least when it comes to my end of the bargain. I don't know what Dolly is going to say, but uh, we're going to talk about that situation We are going to get into some stories, and then for the second half of the episode, I have an interview with the lovely Lindsay Ryder, 
and uh, she was absolutely fantastic. You will hear me talk about that at the end of the first half. The interview is in the second half of the show. I know for a fact you're going to enjoy that. And I know you're going to enjoy this first half, even though the first part of this is going to be, like I said, a bit delicate. We're going to try and find our way around this as best we can. I, I guess I have to do some kind of disclaimer. Um, the opinions expressed in this segment are of Dahlia D's own and my own. They do not represent anybody else. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, don't blame me for anything weird that Dick says during this episode. Cause <laughs> oh, like yeah. we all know out of, you know, the two of us, I'm the one that handles things delicately. Are you? So. <laughs> are you? I'm known for handling things with tact and absolutely oh, yes. not flying off the handle. No, you are as about you are as subtle as a brick. So Oh <laughs> I'm a brick house. <laughs> oh, that song's gonna be stuck in my nice. head now. All right, name the band. Oh come on. Oh, come on. No, I can't do it if I'm drawing a blank. The Commodores, come on. Thank you. Uh, I would Who, never have thought of that. I never would have got it. Whose primary songwriter was? Oh, my God. I don't know. Lionel Richie. I am I am but a wee baby. <laughs> but you knew the song. I did, yeah, because, like, I mean, it's always, like, on the radio and stuff. On the oldies channel. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but they don't like specifically like always have, you know, the the artist listed on the radio. Oh, that is true. That is Yeah. True. It's usually like part of a playlist or whatever. All right. All right. It's before my time, man. <laughs> I have their greatest hits on vinyl. That does not surprise me in the slightest. It shouldn't. Yeah, you're right. Not a bit. <laughs> all right. So, uh I will have Dahlia D kind of break into this and uh, then I will chime in and we will work our way through this situation. So please. Absolutely. Content warning for any sensitive listeners. Shit's about to get real. (laughs) Yes. So um, what has been happening over the last couple of weeks in the industry? um, As far as I've seen it, I'm not super involved. Let's do a little bit of background first on um, the company that's involved. So uh, this entire thing is revolving around a company called Why Not um, that has been a part of the sex work industry for quite some time now. How long would you say that they've been around? Oh, goodness. Uh, Yeah. At least a solid couple years. Oh, it's been a lot longer than that. I can look that up while you... Okay, so it's it's been a while. Um, now, they hosted an award show every year. I'm not sure. What was their involvement beyond that? Uh, they did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff when it comes to, like, uh, being able to build um, email lists and things like that. Uh, they were also a news outlet. Okay. Yeah, uh, things like that. But they did a lot of technical stuff behind the scenes, and then they got into the camming and the cam awards that they developed, stuff like right. that. So they kind of operate almost on the same level as like XBiz, sort of. Uh, That's like a similar placement in the industry, yeah? Yeah, similar but different. Okay. But like an almost XBiz-esque kind of company-ish. I'm trying to like like explain how they kind of fit into the huge web that is sex work. And they were like they weren't like a production company. They didn't like make porn. 
Right. They kind of just like hosted an award show and judged us all instead. Yeah, that, well, that's every <laughs> award show. See, this is where the delicacy comes in. Right. <laughs> so recently, the I want to say co-founder of this company, we're not going to name any names, um, has had numerous allegations come out against him for various different kinds of misconduct. If I may, if I may, uh, he, he was a co-owner. Co-owner, sorry. Co-owner, and they started, the original company started in 1996, so it was a while ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's been a solid couple of years. <laughs> you could say that, yes. Yeah, so... um at this point, um, many different women victims have stepped forward saying um, that this man has mistreated them in some way, some form over the course of these years relating to um, exchanging favors for clout, um, treating people inappropriate, inappropriately at award shows, um, and so on. So um, they have kind of... They have acknowledged that these things have happened and that they're stepping away from this person. But at this point, the damage control is kind of too little, too late, I believe. Um, numerous sponsors have pulled out of their award show that um, was supposed to be happening at the end of the summer, I believe. Um, I think the why not is in August. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they were supposed to be hosting uh, their yearly award show in August this year, and it appears that it's not going to be hosted any longer. Um, most of their biggest sponsors have pulled out um, because of these allegations, and the most recently that I've seen, any of the models that have been nominated for awards, um, they've actually been redacted. Like, the, uh, the awards have been withdrawn, mm -hmm. so we're not sure. We really don't think that they're going to be attempting to do the award show. And if they do, I don't think any he's gonna go i would be stunned yeah you're really drawing a line in the sand if you decide to go to the awards at this point yeah, yeah it, it's an interesting time for not only them but the industry as a whole when it comes to stuff like that so absolutely and so you had some involvement with why not in the past correct like you had hung out at their booth at an expo previously uh, yeah, I'd been at their booth for a few uh, expos, and uh, the, the most recent being Chicago in the spring. So typically they would have like a booth and hire models to do signings, right? Correct. And then just like like have blocks of, of time from these models just like signing autographs and, and that sort of thing. Did they have any other kinds of like services at that booth? or? I think they talked about what services they offered as a business. And I know that they had other businesses that would be there to kind of promote themselves as well. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then like, what kind of capacity were you there in? It was a landing spot for me and to show my appreciation as I got to know them, <clears throat> excuse me, would be for like, I would have giveaways and uh, try to do as much as I could for the talent there to make the event or make the, the convention as comfortable and fun as I could. So you were like the resident water boy? Uh, in a way. I mean, I did a lot <laughs> because I would, you know, I interviewed everybody and I was walking around, but I, I would always come back and check on people and just... 
I was available and in that, that was kind of me showing my appreciation for them, basically giving me a home base. Right. So they, why not as a company kind of saw you as a um, blooming podcast that was involved in the industry and they were like, Hey, this guy's doing a good job. Let's kind of feature him and, and help him out. And you for your part was kind of like, you know, at the booth kind of promoting yourself, kind of promoting them kind of thing. Yeah. Because, you know, they were kind enough in the past to do interviews with me, either written or audio. So right. it was basically cross promotion. Okay. Yeah. I didn't work for them like in a, in an actual like paid you know, way it was right. just kind of, it's kind of just, you're both these industry members that are not necessarily like producing the porn. You're sort of in a different capacity. Right. It's like scratching each other's backs, which happens a lot in the industry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Even when you are producing the porn, that happens a lot. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Cause the more networking you do, you know, the more you get your, your name out there, the more people that know you, the better always in this industry. Right. Right. So, I have to ask, did you ever meet the person that these allegations are revolving around? Oh, very much so. So you, you had like spoken to this person and, and talked to them. Oh, I've, I've interviewed them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a lot of people who have talked to this person on other podcasts are like, we're taking down that interview. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that, that is your right. And I understand why. I have no issue with that. For me, I'm not going to do that. There are a couple reasons for it. And one, in kind of a sarcastic way, if I were to take down every interview that I've done that someone has an issue with the person that I interviewed. Oh, you'd have to remove all of my co-hosted episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that, but I would probably lose about 30% of my episodes just on those interviews alone. 100%. But for me, it's almost like, uh, how, how can I put this? It's almost in a way like weird history mm -hmm. by having these remain. And if nobody had kept anything from any people that did bad shit in their lives, we wouldn't have any sort of history to go off of to see what these people were like. Exactly. It is definitely a those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Totally. And I also think it's really important for people to hear people like this talk and to realize that yes. they come across in a way that makes everybody go, oh my God, I did not see this coming. Correct. Yep. And they're being interviewed when they have their best behavior on. They are not that same person that's, you know, going out and assaulting hundreds of girls kind of deal. Right. Um, so I do think it's important. And I actually commend you for keeping that up because I really think it's important to keep that up and, and to not erase the history, like you said, and to show people that these are just normal, regular people. These are not like Disney villains that you can see it coming from a mile away and right. everybody finger points. And I'm sure that you've gotten it too, Dick, where they're like, you knew this guy, you talked to this guy, you didn't see that he was a creep. You know, what is absolutely crazy. And I'm going to work really hard through this to not get emotional. Let those emotions fly. Dick. It's okay. <laughs> it is, but you know, maybe, maybe at another time, what I was amazed is when, when that news really took off, 
when the news of that event actually exploded. My first thought was, I don't think people understand the amount of people either directly involved or secondarily involved or indirectly involved. Uh-huh. Because this is a huge business. Uh-huh. And they've promoted so many different performers and things like that and businesses and people that work for them. You don't realize how many people are caught up in the wake of this. And when you have something that expansive and you've, I don't want to say like tied your horse to this, but you've helped it in Mm -hmm. a way. Like I have never seen horrible behavior from this individual. No, and you wouldn't because you're also a man. He's not going to be treating you the way that he's going to treat, you know. Uh, That is possible. Um, I have my own theories on that. But to back to the other point, when this really hit the fan, my brain froze. I had no idea how to process everything that was happening in, in those, especially like the first four or five days. It was absolute insanity. Totally. And it's crazy too, during those first four or five days when this news breaks, not only is this industry vast, but it is fucking savage. Oh, 100%. And everyone, if you have anything to do with anyone that is involved in any of this, everyone is in your DMs, they're tweeting at you, they're blowing your shit up being like, you need to put your stake in the sand and show everyone where you stand on this issue or else you're part of the problem. Right. Very They don't true. give you a second to breathe or process or think you immediately have to make a statement or you're a piece of shit. Correct. And that kind of, that lends perfectly to everything I'm about to say. So I actually reached out to some of the PR agents I know and basically asked like, do you think I should make a statement? And all of them said the same three things. Don't be offended by me saying this, but you are a small fish in a very big pond. Uh-huh. So more than likely, it's going to go over top of you. Right. I can agree with that. To your point, let things Calm down. Let the savagery and let the explosion of emotion kind of run its course, kind of burn itself out, and then everything will be okay. Like, just it won't be okay, but you know, you might be able to say something that's a little bit more measured and you know, things will be a little bit more calm and people will start to work towards resolution when when it comes to this situation. And the third one is, it's kind of a bad thing, but it's like, as much as people were savage to the person in the company and the events, they're savage towards each other. Mm-hmm. And you, as they're te- saying it to me, you don't have that reputation. And right. And I think that was kind of the the key for me because within those first three, four days, 
I cannot count the amount of people that DM'd me, texted me, called me. I was on the phone for four straight days. Right. And it was to a person, how are you? Are you okay with this? Like, what's going on? This is crazy. I hope that you are not getting caught up in this because it doesn't involve you, you know, but, but because of that air of, I've kind of promoted them that could happen. Right. And the amount of people that just said, I'm here if you need to talk, you know, we'll get through this as, as a group of people that really know each other well in the industry. Like I cannot tell you what that meant to me. That's really beautiful. And then I'm pretty sure that I DM'd you and I was like, bitch, we need to talk about this tea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there were a couple. two kinds of friends, guys. (laughs) Exactly. There were people that basically said, how do you not talk about this? And that's why I've waited a while to bring it up. I think that was the good call, by the way. Yeah. You know, it was just like, well, let's, let's just let things calm down a bit. Hopefully, let's have the adults take over the conversation and work through this. Right. And I think that is, you know, in the end, what is kind of happening at this point. Like, we as a community have all sort of simmered down a little bit. It's calmed down a little bit. And everybody has sort of just decided, like, no, we're not going to deal with this kind of behavior in our community. And now they're canceled. And we're just going to move on with our lives. Right. And that is my statement to this i hope that the people involved if everything is proven to be true which there is some damning evidence Uh i hope that they are held accountable Uh i hope that the people that are affected in any manner be it directly or indirectly in this situation have the support whether it's inside the industry or not that they need to handle the situation and deal with this situation uh, psychologically and emotionally, because Uh that's the thing for me. If you have this, this person did wrong and then everyone goes, yeah, get them. Okay. We took care of it. Bye. Yeah. And then all these people are like, well, wait a minute. I'm, I, I, I'm still feeling shit. Like this is, this isn't over for me. Right. This is still trauma for me. I hope hope those people can really get the services that they need to deal with this and hopefully be able to repair and recover from it. Absolutely. And I also hope um, that, you know, the fact that the community came together like this and did stand in solidarity as we do, you know, with anybody who was affected by this, I hope that that brings some peace to anybody that had to go through something like this with this person. Oh, absolutely. You know, knowing that they aren't going to be around anymore to cause any more hurt to anyone. Because at the end of the day, how I feel about it is like, and like I said, I've never really been involved with why not. I wasn't a hundred percent sure like who they were, what was going on with them. I sort of just, I believe I was nominated for their awards like a couple times. And I was just like, oh, I don't really know what this is. So I'm not going to try for it <laughs> or anything like that. So I never really bothered with them. But at the end of the day, I think what it really boils down to for me is that it doesn't matter 
which of the stories are true, because there's no doubt in my mind that at least some of them are. And there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, at least some of them are people making things up to try and get clout. It's not for me to judge. It's not for any of us to judge, you know, who's telling the truth and who's not. But what it boils down to at the end of the day is this person has been inappropriate period, whether it escalated to a full-blown assault, whether it was simply an inappropriate comment to a model, that happened. Right. We know this. This is facts. And, you know, I, I actually did talk to um, some other men that this person has interacted with, and they all kind of said the same thing where they said, you know, oh, well, he's a cool guy. He's just a little pervy. Oh, interesting. Right? Okay. And for me, just a little pervy is still unacceptable in this industry because, yes, we are in the adult entertainment industry. That is our job is to arouse and entice and to dabble in sex and to peddle it and sell smut and all of these things. But when you are acting unprofessional to the other people within this industry, pervy there's no room for pervy. We don't have room for pervy in this industry. Not when we are all battling waves upon waves of pervy just in our clients. Well, and that's where I will say it's, it's the right idea with the wrong word as leader of pervert nation. Um, You know what I, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because um, I've said this a number of times on this show over the years, comedian Jim Norton said, there's a difference between a pervert and a predator. Yes. And I think using your your business and your clout and your standing to manipulate that's that's not a pervert. No. And but I feel like if you're coming across as pervy. Right. And this is where there's like such a a distinction, right? Like it's so nuanced. But as a man who is in the sex work industry, it could be anybody. Say we're talking about, I don't know, Owen Gray, first male porn star that comes to mind. Okay. Offset, if I'm at an industry event with Owen Gray and he's getting handsy and he's getting pervy, mm-hmm. right? That's inappropriate. That's not okay. Right. Being pervy is absolutely expected when it's coming to appreciating each other's work. If you were being pervy and were like, oh, my God, Dahlia, you know, that video that you released last week is so hot. I probably jerked off to it 40 times. Mm. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. But if you approach me at Exotica and you're like, oh, I want to put my face in your tits, I'm going to have a problem, dick. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And I just feel like if you're a man in this industry, you absolutely are held to a higher standard. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. And we just don't have room for the guys that come across as skeevy. That is true. And it's funny you say that. Now, I am not comparing one situation to the other, but I remember, I want to say it was 2010. I was at AVN and uh, Ron Jeremy is there. Right. And that's the exact same kind of thing in my in my mind. But, it, well, but, but he was at a booth. And I don't know if it was his booth and someone visited him or if he went to somebody else's booth. And I I don't know the model. He was uh, being inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And she handled it very well. 
and and it was obvious in the moment if you were really paying attention to it that it was inappropriate mm-hmm. and she handled it very very well but i'm sure there were people that were fans of his or you know were just at the convention that thought oh this is just normal mm-hmm. this is just how it goes and it took that moment for me to go oh no that's that's not normal. This should not be perceived as normal. Sure. No, and that's exactly like you just pointed out a massive fucking problem. When we have men in this industry that are acting the way that these people are, you know, this executive of Why Not and this and Ron Jeremy, when you have people that are interacting with us on a professional level treating us that way, and then spectators see that and they assume that that's normal, that is causing a huge problem. Yeah. We don't deserve to get treated like that by anybody, let alone our coworkers who are supposed to be providing an example for everyone else to follow. Correct. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, whether... Any of it is true or not. I think at the base, this guy being yucky in any way at all, out with it. Yeah. Out with it. I'm like, no more of this yucky behavior. You know, we all have to stand in solidarity. This is a really fucking hard job to do, no matter what part of the industry you operate in. And we don't need to be treating each other gross when we're already treated so gross by everybody else. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's really where I stand with it. I'm like, I'm just, no, we don't have room for this. It's time for you to leave. Yeah. yeah. Thanks though. <laughs> yeah. My, my view is I just hope that everybody can get the help that they need to, to deal with this situation. Absolutely. And thank you, Dick, for always being a shining example of how a man should behave when he's involved in this industry because you've always just been fantastic. Well, thank you. I, I try because at the end of the day, I, I got to live with myself, you know, and to act in a manner that would haunt me, I, I just I can't do it. That's good. It's that simple. Better fucking keep it that way. That's right. Oh my goodness. Yes, ma'am. I am. So Did you glad. like that? I my little that gangsta good. voice? That, that was good. <laughs> Did I scare you a little bit? Oh, I could feel the chill going down your yeah, spine. I got a little tingle. From <laughs> here. <laughs> well, you know what I, what I think is actually a good idea is we're going to cut this episode into three segments so we can kind of decompress a little bit from this. Okay. And we will come back for a short segment of fun, and then we will head into the interview. How's that sound, Dahlia? That sounds absolutely fantastic. All right, great. So hang in there, folks. We will be right back. Mm, Don't worry. Dick will be coming back. What's up, guys? This is Danny Daniels, and you are probably stroking your dick to the dick dangle. Thanks for listening. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. Welcome back to Dangling After Dark with Dick 
Dangle episode 475. I am Dick Dangle and I am here with the lovely Dahlia D. <sighs> I feel like we should all just take a deep breath and yeah. like shake our arms out after that one. I agree. Little decompression for sure. With some heavy shit. You gotta stretch out, you know, put your legs over your head, dear listeners. Assume the position. I, I, <laughs> the only way I have my legs over my head is if I am being held there over a bridge by the mob. Like, there's no way that's happening. I could be part of the mob. <laughs> you want me to be part of the mob? I'll be part of the mob. I, I mean, if you're going to put it like that, I kind of want you to be part of the mob. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga, man. I'm telling you, you got to get into the yoga. So let's break into a story that that involves me. Does it involve your legs over your head? Because after we were just talking Uh, about that, I don't know if I want to hear about anything else. uh, Thankfully, it does not. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. My imagination is a beautiful thing. Do you want me to like send you selfies with me and my legs over my head? I mean, if you can do it without the mob, like, yeah. It's going to take some effort. That's okay. I like effort. Okay. <laughs> it shows you care. That is very true. Actually, let's expand this challenge to everyone who's listening right now. Okay. If you send me a photo of yourself with your legs over your head, I'm talking like basketball hoop position. <laughs> Like, if I can't slam a dunk directly onto your face because your legs are so high up over your head. Slam a dunk? Yeah. Isn't that what it's called in the basketballs? Just either dunk or slam dunk, not not slam a dunk. You can't slam a dunk? <laughs> Makes me want to. I, I don't know why. I could slam a dunk. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but, but please continue. Anyone who sends me a photo... Of themselves in said position, I will give you three free months on my OnlyFans. Wow. Send me a photo, daliad.com. There it is. Wow, I might do that just for that. Right? It's a good deal. I'm telling you. Let me slam a dunk. (laughs) So do you want it where it's almost like a handstand? Or do you want it like legs over the head, like pile driver position? Like pile driver. Like I'm talking like lay back on the ground and then like pull your feet to your ears. My hips would have to be dislocated for me to be in that position. Stop. If I can do it, you can do it. No. Dick. Oh, no. There's there's two totally different body types. <laughs> <laughs> Just because my titties are more glorious than yours are doesn't mean that our bodies are all that different. I've put on weight. They're probably not that different. Um <laughs> Plus, if I'm in that position, I am sucking my own dick, is what I'm saying. So, <gasps> Oh. <laughs> I mean, you could try. Goals. Hashtag. One of my favorite things to see, by the way. What's that? Guys sucking their own dick. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. Every so often, I'll get, like, a client that does, like, a private show on, like, Chatterbait or whatever, and they're like, you want to see me suck my own dick? I'm like, oh, can you? <laughs> And then I literally look like it's my birthday the entire time they're doing it. And I don't even do anything sexy. I just like stare at the camera like it's my birthday. And I'm like, this is the best day ever. (laughs) So, yeah, if you can suck your own dick also, hit hit me up. I would think that would be six free months. 
Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's a six monther for sure. Okay, good. Okay, so what stories do you have for me, Dick? <laughs> have you ever been uh, uh-uh. disappointingly manipulated by TV, print, or radio ad? All the time. Oh my goodness! Like, do you have an example? Like where ads just get you? Yes. Like how I sing the Swiffer song every time I buy a, Swif- a Swiffer refill? That is extremely specific. I mean, yeah. And then every time it gets stuck in my head, I'm like, ah, they got me again. Well, luckily you have Brick House stuck in your head today. Yeah, I have for the last several hours. No, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> for for me, this is how my dick dangle brain works. Uh-oh. As everyone who listens to this show on a regular basis knows, I love good sales. Estate sales, yard sales, garage sales, community sales. I love how you started that with estate sales. Yes. Like my number one favorite is when people die and then I get to buy their old stuff. Oh, you have no idea. That's fucking beautiful. Thank you. Oh, I have so much dead people stuff in this house. That's amazing. So... I am looking through the list of Craig and the what? The list of Craig. They're not a paid sponsor, so I don't say their name. Oh, oh, we don't really use that in Canada. What do you use in Canada? Can I say it if they're not a paid sponsor? Uh, you could do it like I did it if it's possible. Okay, if I was going to say it backwards like you did, it would be called the Jikiki. <laughs> <laughs> but if Canadian, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what that is, but I'm sure it's it's similar in design. Yes, okay. it's almost the same thing. All right. It's just the Canadian version, so it's like way better. Gotcha. I I love when he wrestled in the early 2000s. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> little Rikishi joke there for everybody. Oh, well played. Thank you. So. I am looking through this list of estate sales, and I look for very specific things. I look for either things that involve adult stuff or music stuff. Dick's just going around buying your grandpa's old porn bags. That is 95% of my collection. (laughs) Every single one is just stuck together with the jizz of an old dead guy. Well, when you sex it up like that, yeah. It's kind of beautiful that you're preserving their DNA in that way. I am my own DNA lab. Long after they're gone. I will be able to make dinosaurs of old people for a theme park based on the jizz in the magazines I bought. Oh, my God. Right. I wonder if, like, if cloning would be, like, based on, like, your age when you emitted the DNA sample. I would imagine. If you were going to clone somebody from, like, the jizz crusted between, like, an old Hustler magazine, I wonder if they'd come back at the same age. So, like, really when you're jizzing into a magazine, you're kind of just making a save point. <laughs> right? That's that's good. I like that. I like that <laughs> like, I'll just save here. Yep. <laughs> I like how my life is going right now. We'll just... That's right, yeah. And you're welcome, world. <laughs> See you in 2,000 years. That's right. <laughs> so I'm going through these ads, and 
I see this headline. Estate sale, Friday and Saturday. Saturday is half price on everything. Here is the list of stuff for this sale. And they have this comment. Nice adult reading. I'm like, fuck yeah, you have. Like, all right. I bet it's nice. (laughs) That was a very nice way to say that you have adult magazines. Right. That's actually very well done for a company. All right. Well, I'll check it out. So uh, I couldn't go Friday, so I go Saturday when it's half price because Dangle loves a deal. And I go to this house, and I don't see anything that is like, here's a pile of magazines or, you know, here's DVDs or anything like that. I was like, oh, okay. So I make a lap of the house, and I really don't see anything. I'm like, well, maybe somebody bought it. Very possible. Right. So I'm like, ah, you know what? Let me take one more lap. Maybe I missed something. And I go into the living room and I see a small sign, like a, like an index card size sign that says adult reading. It's history books. Stop. Like I was so disappointed. Like I don't care about wars and presidents like you made it sound like you had boobies available who the fuck calls history books nice adult reading exactly it was so manipulative i felt used that's like a serious cock block that's like a that's like when somebody jerks you off right to the point of no return and then let's go like when i fed you (sighs) don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not talking about that right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I left that house with exactly one album <sighs> and no magazines. I was so disappointed. The bluest of balls. Oh, you have no idea. I'm like, could it be, you know, Playboys and penthouses? Could it be Hustlers? Could it be some like off-brand European shit? Like I was. That's I always, what you were hoping for, eh? Always, I guess. Like so weird funny. shit from like the Netherlands. Oh, it's fantastic. It's <laughs> well, from... judging by like all of the articles where we go over like the top searches from those areas, right. they probably have some great magazines. Oh, tremendous magazines! Tremendous. <sighs> and you got exactly none of them nope. because these people like to be a cock tease. Agreed. Agreed. I will never go to one of their estate sales again. I almost kind of wish that you would ask somebody like where the adult reading was. Kind of thought about it. How funny would that have been? Uh, I'm not afraid. Well, these are history books, right? Not what I thought you meant. Have a nice day. Yeah. (laughs) And then they spend the rest of the day going, wait, what did, what did he think we meant? Because they're not perverts at all. Correct. Those people probably have sex like through a sheet. Yeah, those are uh, the sex for very specific occasions, people. Yeah, like, like no, Bernard, don't touch me. It's not Thanksgiving. I don't know why they're English. I don't know. Okay. Just because when you're prim and proper and prudish, I think you're English for some reason. Well, that, that's kind of sweet in its ways. But yeah, it's like, okay, first off, that's not going to happen because it's not your birthday. That's those type of people. That hole is reserved for your birthday only. (laughs) 
and it's just the pussy. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's not the yeah. butt. It's, it might might just be the mouth. Let's be serious. Oh, 100%. For procreation only. Yes. Not not everyone has the imagination and wherewithal that we do. That's actually kind of tragic. It is. I agree. Calling history books adult reading. Yeah. Imagine how plain white bread those people are. I mean, that is that is wonder bread spectacular right there. I'm just going to call people wonder bread when they're boring from now on. And they're going to think it's like, like a compliment. Right. Yeah. There you go. But it's not. Well, how about this? This might be something you want to think of. It leads perfectly into this article. This article is from insidehook.com. If this isn't about using bread to get off somehow, I don't want it. Oh, you're so close. What? Here. No, you're really not. But Here's everything you need to know about beige flags in relationships. Beige flags. Oh, that means your partner's boring? Yep. Yep. Oh, I'm ready to get called the fuck out. All right. So you've probably heard of red flags and green flags when it comes to looking for potential people to date. While now on TikTok, on TikTok, (laughs) while now on TikTok, where else? There's a new trending flag color you may want to know about. Introducing beige flags, a sign that means, sorry to report, you're probably boring or a bit bland. Here's everything you need to know about the new beige flag trend. Oh, no. If you actually search hashtag beige trend on TikTok, it's actually most commonly used with the hashtag Dahlia D. So. (laughs) That was smooth. That was very smooth. Uh, Like, I'm I'm sweating a little. I'm nervous about this because, like, I feel like I'm just going to be beige. Well, let's find out. Let's find Uh, out. Okay, hit me with it. The term was originally coined on TikTok to describe signs that someone might be boring or as said on TikTok, probably very boring, using examples like someone who has an opinion on pineapple on pizza. That's boring? Mentioning spreadsheets in any kind of way. (gasps) No. Or saying you need someone who can handle your banter. No! My banter is not boring! (laughs) 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 also on tiktok other beige flags include talking about crypto okay now i'm good saying you're fluent in sarcasm (laughs) or including your height in a dating profile and then adding if that matters Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Others can include partner in crime references. <sighs> if they mention being good at Mario Kart or being overcompetitive about everything, or saying dating me is like finding an extra chicken nugget. <laughs> but what if Dick? <laughs> Well, what if dating me is like finding another chicken nugget? Only if it's in the shape of breasts. Titty nuggets. I like it. Yep. That should be a thing. There's dinosaurs. Why not tits? I agree. 
the, the trending phrases meaning is slightly changing as people in relationships are now posting on TikTok about their partner's beige flags and using it to symbolize a semi-odd or maybe even, even annoying quirk that they choose to overlook. And there's quite a range of these, like girlfriends who have to announce everything's everything to boyfriends who meow what (laughs) girlfriends who have to announce everything to boyfriends who meow so my guess is a a woman who announces things and meows or wants to announce something and meows to get your attention that's the only thing that i can get out of that i feel like that phrasing is weird because it implies the boyfriend is meowing uh, uh, maybe that, that's possible and like let me just put this out there like cat girls are bad enough right. Been there, done that i've done the cat girl thing trust me we are cringe as hell but if your boyfriend is meowing right right he ain't ready put him back gotcha oh hey you don't have to tell me that is not my thing do you think you have beige flags me well okay so it's interesting to me that like a lot of these things are listed as beige flags and it's definitely not because i'm like deflecting and i don't want them to apply to me but i feel like some of those are not really like boring traits like i feel like being over competitive is more of a red flag than a beige flag like you're not boring you're just an asshole right no i i understand so but you don't think you have anything where you're like man if i really think about it that is Pretty oh my god, Dick! I go to sleep like it's past my bedtime right now. <laughs> Dear listeners, we are recording at eight thirty p.m. my time. Ooh, look out! I wear slippers around the house. That yeah, oof, oof. Uh, I am the beigest, and it's funny because you would never know by looking at me. Like I look like I rob convenience stores for fun <laughs> at first glance, yeah. but no. I'm tucked up in bed at 7 p.m. with like my nighty night tea. Wow. Oh yeah, Dahlia's 30. <laughs> I would imagine for the listeners, they get kind of tired of hearing me talk about records, or maybe, I mean, when it comes to the adult things, that's why they come here, you know, to hear me <laughs> talk about that stuff. Double meaning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure that. But I'm not a music snob. You know, I'm not. I'm not one of those. Well, you don't understand because music on vinyl is auditorially superior than music in a digital form. I'm not one of those people. You like what you like. I just happen to like CDs, but I happen to like records as well. So, mm-hmm. no, you're more one of those guys that like anyone can bring up music from any genre ever, and you'll be like, oh yeah, I have that on vinyl. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Everything. I, like, I'm pretty sure almost everything I have ever mentioned on this show musically, you have followed up, up with, like, I have that record. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty beige. And now do I think about it? I don't think that's beige. I think maybe I'm beige because I think that's kind of exciting. <laughs> oh, we could be beige together. Right? Like, oh, so beige together. Like, so cute. <laughs> I don't know. I like, I'm definitely super beige, like outside of like sex work and stuff like that. Like I just bought a house in the middle of the countryside so that I don't have to like see people. Like, right. <laughs> I keep to myself. I go to bed early. I'm just like, I'm so, bo- I'm like an old, old lady. I knit. Whoa. Yeah. I knit. 
Yeah. That's the beigeest shit ever. That is pretty darn beige. Yeah. But then I also fuck like a stallion, so it's like <laughs> it's a it's a creamy beige. <laughs> now that is how you end a first half of a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just be the title of the episode <laughs> it's a creamy beige yep, creamy beige i'm writing it down oh god that's disgusting you know i actually think even though i use this word frequently in my day-to-day life i think creamy might actually be worse than moist i agree with you i do oh that's disgusting oh I don't think we're going to top that. I think you should tell me about the interview because I the, we're not going to do any better than that today. You are correct. We've peaked. Yeah. <laughs> so with my interview, dear listeners, I was able to interview the beautiful Lindsay Ryder at Rick's Cabaret in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. Thank you to them for the opportunity for interviewing this amazing woman I have name before. Where have I seen her name before? Is she like an up and coming star? Is she strictly a dancer? Is she in the adult scene? Like what's, what's her scoop? She is in the adult scene. She's been performing for about three years, but she's been dancing for quite a while. She was a house dancer and then got into the industry and she is just, just so awesome. She is so much fun. I followed her for a while because we kind of ran in similar social media circles. Gotcha. And, uh, when we met, it was like, oh, it's so nice to finally meet you. you oh, know? isn't that nice when that happens? Oh, for sure. So we had a nice talk before the interview, and then the interview is great. She has a tremendous personality, and we had so much fun. But what was also great was I go down to get ready to see her on stage and I take a seat by the stage and all I hear is Dick. Oh my goodness. And I I look over and she's sitting like three people down from me and she's watching the house dancers. Oh, that's so nice. That is such a lovely show of like support. Yeah. She was, you know, throwing some cash up there and really showing her love for the house dancers. And she good for her. I have so much respect for a woman who does that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So much respect. It's like when like you're in a, like a local hometown band and you like are playing a show and you stick around to see the rest of the sets. Yeah. Like it's like that same kind of like, we are both artists and I am supporting you. Like that is solidarity. I love that. Shout out to her for that. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, when I made uh, a statement that she screamed my name, she didn't sound like that. No? That that sounded scary. Like, ah! But she she just screamed in her voice, Dick. But I don't oh, do it. Interesting, because I like actually pictured your voice coming out of her mouth the way that you described it. So I'm I'm really glad that you cleared that up. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, the whole evening was fantastic. Stage show was great. The friends that she was there with were awesome. And it was just a really, really wonderful night. So I highly recommend not only you see her on stage at a club near you, but you check out her content and her scenes. She is amazing. Absolutely. She sounds really wonderful. I'm really looking forward to hearing your interview. Thank you. Yes. So back to Creamy Beige. Dear Dahlia D, 
Usually I only make that sound when I've got a solid eight inches in my throat. That's crazy. <laughs> I'd have to put it in your mouth twice. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly, dude, this has been an amazing episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, beautifully done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on this show. Of course. I will never, ever miss an opportunity to, you know, spill some tea and talk some shit. I love it. So where can people watch you spill personal tea? I, I tried to segue into it. Um, That's so gross. I don't spill any sort of fluids, my friends. But if you'd like that. to find me, um, my website is www.daliad.com. D-A-H-L-I-A-D-E-E.com. And if you use any of those links to send me a photo of you with your legs over your head, basketball hoop style, I will give you some OnlyFans time. So please do that. If you have the ability to Spider-Man it, send that picture to her. If you can put your dick in your mouth, I'll oh. give you six months. That's a, I mean, come on. Issuing a challenge. So for me, fine listeners, I am at the Dick Dangle on Twitter, Dangling After Dark on Instagram. Danglinafterdark.com is the website. If you want to email me, Dick at danglinafterdark.com is my I'll send him photos of yourself no, you in can. the position, please. No, you, just just to Dahlia. Just as she will appreciate that. I love them. <laughs> People appreciate you're being furiously to those photos. <laughs> I uh, I think Dahlia will appreciate those a lot more than me. <laughs> He's like, please no. <laughs> but to everyone still listening, God bless you. Um please enjoy this interview and i hope you enjoyed this episode please take care of yourselves and the people around you pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Lindsay Ryder and dahlia d find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can make sure you check those beige flag boxes to make sure you are not a boring person to your partner but if you're going to be Make it a creamy beige. And of course, Dangle on. <laughs> the most disappointed Dangle on I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that showed through. Yeah, I felt it, really. Good. <laughs> I, I could feel the disappointment on your face when you said oh, it. Yeah, yeah, I was making the stank face and everything. It was legit. <laughs> mm. Don't worry, Dick will be coming back. Rick's Cabaret, Pittsburgh's premier gentleman's club destination, is located at 9th and Liberty in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. Rick's has five floors of entertainment for everyone to enjoy, so the party never ends at Rick's Cabaret. Rick's Cabaret also delivers the best adult entertainers and award-winning featured dancers to the stage, so check out Rick's online to see who's coming to town. Check out everything Rick's has to offer and follow them online on Facebook, Rick's Pittsburgh, Instagram, Rick's Cabaret PGH, and don't forget to check out their online shop as well. Sooner or later, everyone ends up at Rick's Cabaret. 
he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. Welcome back to Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. I am here at Rick's Cabaret in downtown Pittsburgh, and there are many things that make my next guest memorable. Her well-established feature dancing prowess wows crowds from coast to coast. Her adult performing talent has seen her shoot for Penthouse, Jules Jordan, Digital Sin, Naughty America, Reality Kings, and more, and have led her to numerous award nominations, including a 2023 AVN nom for Hottest MILF. And I feel this is only a small taste of what's to come. One look in those eyes and one glance at that smile and she will forever be locked in your mind. It is the stunning Lindsay Ryder. How are you doing? Oh my God, I'm so good. And I'm like blushing from that intro. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you you for having me too. Oh, please. The pleasure is all mine. Before we get started, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, the easiest thing to do is go to lindsayrider.net and that will point you to all my links. Um, That's L-I-N-Z-E-E, rider.net. Um, but for Twitter, I'm Lindsay XXX and that is my second account. So if you see my other one, that one is suspended. Don't follow that one. (laughs) And then, um, my, uh, probably fifth or sixth Instagram account now (laughs) would be Lindsay Ryder IG. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, it was 87,000 and you lost your first Twitter and you're slowly (sighs) building back up. That's so annoying. I know. I'm only at like 16K or something right now. I'm like, (laughs) I I was somebody. That's right. (laughs) Like, oh, (laughs) I'll get there though. At 100%. (laughs) So with your birthday having been on May 2nd, is it too late to say happy, extremely belated birthday? Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's my last year before I'm the big 4 So You stop. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, totally yeah. never would have guessed that. Oh, wow. So did you save your celebration for next year or did you do anything fun this year? This year? What did I do on my birthday? No, it was it was pretty laid back, just like a family, you know, happy mm. birthday. And I'm a, I am a MILF. I am a real MILF, so I have children. So I was like, hey, oh, oh, actually, I think my kids forgot it was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> like and it was like do. the next day, like, uh, did you forget something? And like, yeah, so it was just it was just really chill. Mm. Um, yeah, I had a um, cake at home and. Saying happy birthday, had a nice, went out for a nice dinner. That's about it. Nothing right. crazy, but yeah, next next year's the big four. Oh, we got to party it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you're going to blow it out. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> now, I have to say this, not to, to be mean, but to educate. Uh, yesterday, because this is the second day you've been in Pittsburgh, you mm-hmm. said that you were on your road trip to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and when you spelled Pittsburgh, you did it without the H without at the, the end, H, and yeah. a couple people had mentioned that <laughs> in your timeline. I don't understand why... I, I've lived here most of my life, and uh-huh. they are so... Uh, pretentious about this precious little H that was added in like 
1917, 1918. It wasn't always spelled like that. It's really oh, weird. So oh, just... so I should have been like, I'm going with the original <laughs> exactly. spelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's really kind of strange, but that's all right. <laughs> just for your knowledge for later on right. so you don't get yeah. more of that. It has an age I don't, at the end. I don't know if you noticed, but on my next post after that, I was like, come see me in Pittsburgh. And I put a capital yes. H. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I will never forget that H for the rest right. of yeah. my years. Yeah. I'll always remember that. <laughs> I called out for that H. Yes. <laughs> uh, you have quite a following when it comes to your feature dancing, touring. Uh, but I sadly have not seen you on stage. What can I expect from your feature show tonight? Oh, okay. So tonight I'm going to be doing my S&M set. Okay. And I, after that, I'll be doing my MILF set. All right. So um, the S&M, I bring out a little whip. Um, if you're at the tip rail, you may be bent over and synced <laughs> with my whip. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> may or may not. Um, and then the MILF set i um i i love i personally like that's my favorite set and mm. i was so excited that i got to drive here instead of flying somewhere because i could bring all of my stuff because i've got a laundry basket i've got a inflatable pool wow. i've got milk chugs like all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff to bring so with that one i end it I, without giving too much away i end mm. it in my inflatable pool pouring milk on myself whoa milk and cookies but i right. ate all the cookies that's so. right there's no more cookies but <laughs> it's, like, it's my milk set <laughs> oh, do you make the cookies when uh, you do that set uh, i should i should make some special ones but no we picked yeah. up some some cookies from meyer i'm not gonna lie you truly hit the circuit uh, with the amount of dates you do. It's phenomenal. In April, you were in Florida for a couple dates. You were in Michigan. You're here in Pittsburgh. You are going to be in Nevada. You're going to be in Philly, New York, Alabama. I mean, you are a little bit of everywhere. Is it difficult to learn all of the codes and conducts of touring? Because I know that you've been dancing a while. Is it difficult to kind of keep all that in mind? Because I also saw that you danced in Tijuana. I did. Yeah. Yes. Oh, they have amazing tacos and tequila, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I just I assume that you know what I'm doing on stage, like. Hopefully is okay. I don't know. I don't, right. I don't know. I guess I, but um, yeah, it, it, um, I, what I have, the big thing that I've noticed is that every stage is different. Every club is different. The vibe is different everywhere. Um, so, you know, there's topless clubs, there's full nude clubs, there's clubs where there is a pole. There's even clubs that don't have a pole. There's clubs that, um, have the hoop plus the pole plus, mm. Like in Tampa, the um, stage was underneath the tip rail. Like it was almost like oh, it was in like I, I, I wanted to say it's like a like almost like a box kind of situation where you're under. And then like some clubs, the tip rail is like you have to go over. I mean, probably because they don't want you to go on the tip rail. But right. I was I was crawling on the tip rail because <laughs> I want that audience interaction. Okay. But um, the tip rail is you got to climb over this like big space and everything and then some are just like the, there's no tip rails just like level with the so it's all just an adjustment getting used to like the different 
the different stages and everything. Mm. That's been that's been tricky, but I'm enjoying it. I love like I lo- just love getting out of my comfort zone and like experiencing new things. So mm. it's been it's been a lot of fun. And mm. like there's there's some poles that spin, some poles that don't spin. So yeah, always learning. So, yeah, 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 always adjusting. <laughs> With everything else that it takes to be a performer and mm-hmm. businesswoman in today's industry, how do you find time to do as many feature engagements as you do? Well, that was always my goal with um, getting into the industry, actually. I was like, I started out as a house dancer. Okay. And um, I was, you know, essentially paying to work because... You go in, you pay your your tip outs and everything, and I don't I don't know how I, that's another thing that varies club to club and state to state and city to city even mm-hmm. is um, the tip out rates, but uh, or, or I mean the you know the amounts that you pay and everything. So mm-hmm. I heard about where you can you can actually get paid to come in, and I'm right. like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what do I got? Sign me up for that because uh, that sounds good to me. So um, that was always my goal. Just make establish a name for myself. Of course, I wanted to get into porn, mm. but um, it was always. I mean, from you can go back through any interview I've done. It's always even before I started featuring, and when I did my very first shoot for, um, I believe it was, was it Mom POV? Okay, I believe um, whatever my very first video was. Um, mm. They asked me, well, what, what are you getting into porn for or whatever? I was like, well, I love to fuck, but I also really want to get into feature dancing. Wow. So it was always my goal, and I, I just can't believe I'm in this position that I'm in right now where yeah. I'm actually doing it. I'm so That's an interesting path to it, mm-hmm. actually, because I would imagine most people just see themselves going from being a house dancer and maybe getting to some featuring maybe tournaments and then just going to adult and then the dancing takes a back seat but it sounds like you had a plan all along that it was all intertwined that's impressive yeah yeah i i've i've just always loved i i really enjoy dancing it's just the whole situation where it's like very pressuring when you get when you're in house dancing mm-hmm. um, to make your tip out and everything, make yeah. your tip out plus your goal amount and everything. And some days are better than other days. And I would take it really hard when I didn't make my tip out and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, it was just always something in my head. Like I can get paid to like go to a club and wouldn't <laughs> do essentially what I'm doing. That's awesome. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. On your website, uh, you said that you started dancing at about 2009, and mm-hmm. you entered yeah. the industry in 2019. Ten oh, wow. years, Ten years yeah. Ago. I was gonna say on and off, on and off. Okay, but yeah, yeah. So, what made that time the right time to get into shooting content and being a performer? This whole MILF thing. I'm like, dang, I, yeah. mean, I I knew nothing about porn. You know, like people ask me, oh, did, were you really into porn before you got into porn? I really didn't watch porn or anything. Really? But huh. I found out like when I was, you know, researching it a little bit when I was thinking about doing it and mm. making the name and stuff that um, the MILF genre was huge and I'm like well I am a MILF (laughs) look at me I'm I'm somewhat attractive oh you stop right now (laughs) and and and, you know I'm I'm like MILF and some people will be like do you have kids and like so surprised like do you have kids 
what is a MILF? <laughs> but I guess in the in the doll right. or whatever, XXX, it's like when you're over 25. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not quite <laughs> means your mom. But yeah, so the, the whole, yeah, MILF thing, I was like, okay, okay. And I really just kind of went into it blind. I went, um, I got approached by somebody that was, um, what are they called? The the people, the scouts, tail oh, scout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I had been reproached, but I, this one seemed more legit than others. So I went with it. I was just like, okay, well, yeah, mm. let's check it out. And um, I signed with a really great agency, OC Modeling. They're, They're amazing. okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> They're kidding. amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love working with them, but, um, or for them, with mm. them. So, yeah, I... I mean, I've just been lucky. I, I guess the <laughs> moons or the planets, oh, planets, the planets aligned. Right. And it, I was just, yeah, it worked out that way. It wasn't mm. planned or anything, but it was at that time where I am considered a MILF, and that's a big, big genre right now. So yeah. I've really lucked out, yeah. Now, according to your website, you enjoy traveling, live music, hiking and attending sporting events. So with Pittsburgh being a relatively intense sports town, what are your sports and who are your teams? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm going to get kicked out of here. No, (laughs) never. Well, maybe. No, I'm kidding. That's right. (laughs) No, it's been crazy out here with the games out here for uh, pirates, right? Correct. Yeah. The pirates. Um, yeah, we have the Tigers. Okay. And I'm a big Miggy fan. Actually, my cat is named after Miguel Cabrera Miggy. Oh, very cute. <laughs> I like that. Um, yes, I'm I'm a Tigers fan and I am a big Lions fan. I feel sorry for me. Yeah. <laughs> I wish your team the best of luck. They're trying. You they know what? Really we're are. getting better and yes. better though. Like last year was a really great year for us, I yeah. feel. Yeah. I hear that the yeah I hear the fan base is very uh, how can I put this they're I don't want to say they're okay with losing but they kind of get it you know they're just kind of ah you know we're what's the opposite of sadistic or whatever masochist yes we're masochist yeah I saw a meme that was like am I a masochist or or am I a Lions fan or a masochist right (laughs) (laughs) we'll get there though we'll get there I have faith. Yeah, I agree. That, that's a true Lions fan, though. Yeah, we all tell true. ourselves. <laughs> right. Now, when it comes to live music, what are you most likely to attend? Um, I love all kinds of music, okay. but nothing beats a rock concert. Nice. Live rock concert. Like yeah. who? Um, well, I mean, my favorite band is Foo Fighters. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, okay. I'm a millennial, so back in my day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Foo Fighters were all that. Um, yeah, my first concert was The Strokes. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, do you know that? Yes. Oh, oh absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. rock and metal, so yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't yeah. let my Steve Aoki shirt throw you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all, I'm also the same. I listen to a lot of different stuff, but that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. same. Yeah, we can... But I don't... I feel like... Um, Nothing beats like a rock concert than like, you know, you can go to a rap concert. You can go to a pop concert. It's not the same vibe. Yeah. Agreed. I won't rock. Nice. <laughs> yeah. now, you have a many vids page with a number of scenes on it, both solo and with talent. What do you look for in talent that you work with for your own content? 
for my content, I just, I mainly look at, um, obviously are they, you know, um, usually I'm looking for somebody that's also in the industry, um, pretty, like pretty, um, solid in the industry. And although sometimes I, you know, I'll go, you know, I'll meet somebody and we just hit it off and you want to do content. Yeah, let's Mm. go. But, um, Usually, yeah, it's uh, someone else that is in the industry. Established. That's yeah. the word that I was looking for. And um, has a good following or has a good reputation. Um, but, I mean, it varies. Mm. <laughs> it varies. But, yeah, usually I'd, I'd want somebody that I'm working with to already know that, you know, what, what the deal is. You know what I mean? Like, we're shooting this scene. Mm. We're going to make it hot. Um you know what you're doing. Here's the I'm angles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You branch out into a lot of role play in your content. What type of scenes do you find that your fan base can't get enough of? Stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Like, yeah. I don't even have to think. Stepmom. <laughs> Stepmom. Yeah. Mommy. I'm mommy. <laughs> stepmommy, I'm sorry. Right, yes. <laughs> I'm your stepmom, Step so it's okay. Is, yeah. <laughs> uh, that and um, you know what? The the craziest thing to me is I on my money vids. Speaking of my, my money vids, and it's only on money vids. I have this ENF video, and ENF stands for embarrassed naked female. And it's a fetish. Interesting. Yeah, and um, basically, I'm just carrying out a cake for my. Steps on, okay, of course. I did see that, yeah, and yeah, and then um, I'm carrying it, and then my towel drops in front of this, you know, party, this birthday party, and I'm just, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed, like, and that's my number one selling on many vids. That's it. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got. I'm like, I have all these like hot, like I'm fucking, I'm sucking like these videos like that are and that's one that's top seller i'm like all right well wow you know you know i i don't know that was a custom video that i did okay so i would have never thought of it yeah so does that kind of open up your mind to working in different genres like is there something topic wise that you haven't done yet that you're like i'm really interested to do that um, I mean, I have my own kind of like thoughts, like what I think is hot. So of course I want to do that, right. like a blow bang or whatever. But, um, yeah, I've, I've tried, like, I've tried, I, I was like, oh, the, you know, researching the number one fetish out there is foot fetish. So I really tried getting into that. Um, but I, it just, uh, wasn't for me, I guess. I don't know. I do have some stuff out there, but um, it's not like a huge seller for me. And mm. for whatever reason, it's like the stepmom thing just like is really big right now. I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah, it's a big deal. I, I'm, I'm glad you or, brought that up because yeah. uh, you have a scene in Dangerous Affairs by Love Her Feet. And, yes. and I'm sure you do have fans that love your feet, but do you like to shoot foot-based scenes and yeah. uh, you know do you do you think you have nice feet because i know that there are performers that do those scenes but just like that's ah, i don't think i have nice feet or that's not my thing are you all right with that i don't think i have the greatest feet out there um i do keep them you know i go get my pedicure yes and <laughs> <laughs> i take care of my feet so there's yeah. that but 
yeah that that one that scene by the way was I did two scenes before that, so that was my very third scene that I ever did. Oh, okay. Shot, and that was my first time with like real like foot fetish content or whatever. And yeah, that was. You're, you're making me remember all that. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about that. Yeah, it was with Lucas Frost for mm-hmm. Love Her Feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good scene. Yeah, he uh, was my stepson, though. Uh, so correct. There you go, yeah. stepmom again. Yeah, just just roll everything <laughs> into that. Everyone's my stepson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I may say, and not make you uncomfortable, I think you have lovely feet. Thank you. Yeah, you, you um, are here in some open-toed <laughs> shoes, and, yes. and they are lovely. Thank I, you so I, I feel weird saying that to people sometimes. <laughs> Would you like to suck on my toes? Maybe after the interview. <laughs> so, <laughs> Also uh, on your many vids page, you have a number of personal items, uh, like clothing, that fans can buy. And it looks like these items are kind of tough to keep on the shelves because it looks like you had a lot of sold-out listings as well. I know that the process of wearing and then selling items can be a bit arduous, but are you surprised at the popularity of the items? And is it difficult to fit that also into your schedule? I can always fit coming in my panties <laughs> in my schedule <laughs> i can't um, look at you now <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah no i know i i was like really people want to buy my used panties this is awesome like yeah. i love it yeah fuck yeah buy it up <laughs> but um what what was the other question can i fit in my schedule and, yeah yeah how, yeah because, oh, okay yeah yeah I you just, feature you know, somebody buys it and i go upstairs put it on make myself come and use my wand it's just <laughs> that easy get it nice and wet and send it in the mail yeah wow. it's very and i usually i usually include like a, a photo some i offer you know a photo of me wearing it mm. as well and stuff like that so yeah it is a good seller I, yeah. I, and i enjoy doing it obviously i get to come mm. so yeah that, that <laughs> is very funny. true <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't like that yeah, right speaking of your fan base You've gone through a number of times where you've been blonde and like currently you have dark hair. How vocal are your fans about what they like your hair color to be? Some of them are pretty vocal, yeah. yeah. Some of them are like, I want you blonde again or what happened to your blonde hair? Or, I mm. love the dark hair. Don't ever go blonde again. My thing though is I'm like, I want to be everything. I want to be, I want to show up as the brunette MILF. I want to show okay. up as the blonde MILF. And soon I want to show up as a redhead MILF. So I was just about to ask. Yeah. yeah. Really throw them off. And then bald. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's, a genre there's someone that. I can pull sure. it off. It'd be you. Yeah. You have a number of DVD scenes under your belt and you are on a number of covers as well. Like Jules Jordan, uh, Manuel is a milfomaniac. Reality Junkies, Cheating Housewife 2, and Penthouses, me and my stepmom, of course, uh, had an orgy. Do you get excited when you see yourself on a DVD cover? Oh, my God. It's so crazy <laughs> that you're asking me this because am I not like looking at my phone yeah, right I'm now? Gonna... <laughs> I'm like, I just saw this come up. Uh-oh. And it's me on a box cover, and it's just me. Because usually I'm with no like, other people. Yeah, it's for um, Busty Wives Next Door 7. 
a hardcore raw attack production. Ooh, oh, very nice. <laughs> and yeah, I know. I was super excited when I saw that. I'm like, oh my god, I'm on cover. <laughs> so yeah, no, I always get excited for yeah. my content coming out, and I, I, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. Are you a collector of it? Do you have a space where you have things like DVD <laughs> covers that you're on and? Uh, I I mean, I have some of my DVDs and um, magazines and stuff like that at home. Yeah, Yeah. I don't I don't have a wall like I don't have a (laughs) A shrine. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a shrine of myself. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Soon. Soon. (laughs) (laughs) Got to collect more. Exactly. (laughs) One thing that I really enjoy doing with my interview guests is asking them questions about posts that they have made on social media. Are you willing <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> to answer a couple questions? I, uh, yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah, well, <laughs> now you're on I, the no, spot. I, I, feel like, I feel like, oh, goodness. Thank goodness I don't like bring a bunch of drama <laughs> to social media. You are pretty responsible, I won't lie. Now, the first one that I'd like to ask you about, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, you wrote... I have never enjoyed shooting custom videos. I'm still going to accept requests in case it's something I want to do, but I'm not the one to go to for customs. I'm sorry. I just like getting fucked. That's it. (laughs) Oh, you went right hard. Uh, Oh, I went right there. Oh, my goodness. So what is it about customs that you don't care for? Because I know some, when they are requested, can be uber detailed. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've gotten <laughs> I have gotten multiple page like scripts. Oh wow. Um yeah, and they and um I I don't know, maybe I'm I'm just not like you know, like <sighs> I, I don't know. <laughs> and do I don't know where it comes from like if I'm not like I I guess maybe I need to like specify, you know, it needs to be pretty i think i even in that i was like unless it's like a simple request you know I'm yeah down, that I'm was down a drop down for yeah. a simple okay and you know sometimes i'm busy i'm traveling i'm you know all over the place i have my own you know personal life as well as my professional life so yeah. um some people will get very very upset when i don't get them their custom right away and oh, i'm just sure. like so that's that was the main thing. I was okay. like, man, like I know some um, performers and content creators, they're great about it. They, they get right on that shit and yeah. like they get it to you right away and they're great. And I, basically what I'm saying is like, I'm not that content right. creator. <laughs> I, I, it's going to take me a while and okay. it needs to be simple. That's it. And I, I was like, I, I just enjoy, you know, having sex on camera. Right. That's what I like. And like, I'd prefer to just, do something that isn't like a big uh, acting thing. Okay. You, you a know, big production. Like, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. yeah. Okay. Gon- Gonzo porn. I mean, but who who doesn't? I mean, right. you know. <laughs> but <laughs> All right. I'm just being real. I'm yeah, just putting it out okay. there. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's so many amazing content creators yeah. out there, though. So yeah, and it's that just makes not a lot my of sense. thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, the next one I would, I would like to ask you about. You wrote 
BTs. I'm not sure what that stands for. Behind the scenes. Uh, behind the scenes. Okay. Yes. Uh, sucking dick. And that was of Alex Mack. And it's on your OnlyFans. But you did a little clip for it on Twitter. And it's in a dark room on a bed. And it's POV style. And the lighting, because the room is dark, is very bright on your face. And it, it accentuates your beauty, accentuates your eyes, your technique, if you will. But it's I love so that. thank you. It is so bright <laughs> in your face. Like, is it difficult to shoot scenes like that? You know, because you kind of get that flash blindness. Right, right, yeah. It, uh, no, I've always honestly like some people. You know, some people prefer certain kinds of scenes. I always prefer. POV. Okay. And even like POV, like VR, because I know exactly where to look. I know exactly what, what, you know, uh, it just, it takes care of that thing where I'm like, where do I look? Like, do I look, you know, like right. oh, around here, around there? I'm d- staring directly in the camera. I know that, you know, my big blue eyes <laughs> yes. are going to look good in that, in that, um, you know, lighting and then that position. Okay. So yeah, I I really love I love that's my favorite mm. is POV. Plus, I feel like that's like really hot to watch too. If it's I done think. correctly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm not sure, but I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so, especially like VR. That's so cool. Yes, that you can do that. You oh, know? it's unreal. Yeah. Have you ever put on the goggles and watched yourself? No. Oh, I should. You totally need to. Oh God, I might be stressed though if I see that. I'm like, oh no, girl, what were you doing? <laughs> right. Well, and then maybe what you could do is you put know, you're on, on your own, you're on worst critic that is very true (laughs) maybe what you could do is do a scene that you could put on maybe maybe your many vids or only fans where you're watching a scene in the goggles of yourself masturbating Oh, I like Just that. a thought. Yeah, yeah, Just a yeah, thought. Yeah. I'm a creator. I'm telling I, you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm going to have to hit you up for ideas. Huh? <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> now, the last one I would like to ask you about is actually a retweet from Sarah St. Clair. And she wrote... Oh, I love her. <laughs> I just interviewed love her not that long ago. She's a so sweetheart. Much. Yeah. Oh, she's the best. Yeah. Yes. She wrote, nothing soothes the soul like judging buttholes with your bestie, <laughs> Lindsay Ryder. Now, that pertains to being at the Deja Vu Showgirls Club in Michigan. Okay. And it was the prettiest butthole in Michigan competition. And that was in May. I have to yeah. ask, how do you judge a butthole? Okay, listen. And how do you not have people be butt hurt? <laughs> <laughs> so we got as judges okay we got pamphlets and we even received a color wheel <laughs> to judge the bottles <laughs> it was insane wow it was so crazy that, that was like honestly that was like one of the greatest nights of my life it was Sad, isn't it? A butthole competition is crazy. It sounds pretty awesome. But it was hilarious. Oh my goodness. And it was so much fun. Um but yeah, Mike Busey was there from out, all the way from Florida. The girl that won the competition, she was all the way from I think Nebraska. Wow. She had yeah, her butthole uh-huh. was tattooed. Oh wow. And I'm like, okay. girl. What you gotta like that's a whole like operation to like because I'm thinking like if I'm getting my butthole 
tattooed, it's going to hurt, right? So I'm going to clench my ass. So there's got to be some people like, you know, there's got to be multiple people. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I should, I should hit her up and be like, how did that happen? Right. But, um, and then it was a co-ed co-ed competition so male and female so she was a female (laughs) yes and let me tell you i got some flack for like saying come out to this butthole competition and then they find out that there's males there and i was like really come on it's a butthole competition right (laughs) we're all adults here (laughs) but yeah uh the the male the male um winner Mr. Prettiest Butthole of Michigan. Okay. Handsomest uh, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> he was a hairy man. He was a I hairy was man. And he glittered that shit. He <laughs> had That's a awesome. glittered butthole. Yeah. Oh, that is fantastic. And while, while they were showing their buttholes, Sarah and I were showing our tits. It was a great time. Wow. You better tell me the next time they have that. I'm so going to be there for that. It was a good time. Oh, my goodness. This has been absolutely tremendous. What does the future hold for you? Is it obviously it's going to be more feature dancing, but is it going to be conventions? Is it going to be uh, any content and scenes, vacations? What do you got going on this year? I have vacations, I have content, I have more shoots, I have more features, I have all of it, all nice. the above. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So, one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? Absolutely. It's uh, going to be Lindsay, and that's L-I-N-Z-E-E, writer, I-G, for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay, L-I-N-Z-E-E, XXX for Twitter. Fair. <laughs> my, all my links can be found at lindsayrider.net. Absolutely fantastic. I could talk to you forever. You are an absolute sweetheart and just so much personality. You're like a perfect interview guest. Can't wait to watch you on stage and best of luck with your future. Thank you so much. <laughs>